Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it's such a blessing to have you join us today. I'm so thankful that you've decided to um, spend this time thinking about and studying God's Word, um, because His Word is truth, friend. I have prayed for you, um, and I will continue to pray for you. I don't know who all you are, um, but God knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly um, what you need from Him today, and I just pray that um, it will be a blessing to you as you spend time with Him, and may He get all the glory for what He's doing in your lives. just also want to... Remind you that if you know of anyone that you think this podcast uh, may be a blessing to, just share it. Tell them about it. Share it on social media. Share it from your um, podcast app in a text or in an email or by the old-fashioned word of mouth. Um, because, again, this is uh, it's free, and um, my desire is that the Lord would be glorified, that people will grow closer to Him, and they will know His Word and and just spend more time with Him. You know, there's a scripture in Psalm 107 that just um, means so much to me. Of course, as you know, I love all the words and all the verses. And maybe it's because um, I'm in the medical field and I take care of people all day long, but I know that 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 ministry is short in the big scheme of things. Scripture says our life is but a vapor. It's here and then it's gone, Uh, but there is an eternity. Um, But this scripture in Psalm 107 um, just is so special to me because of the healing that is talked about. And, you know, I can try to help people be better in my job um, and, and maybe can do that short term, but God's healing is is eternal. And so in Psalm 107, um, starting in verse 19, it says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their destruction. He sent out His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of men. His word is truth. His word is healing. And that's why it's uh, one of the many reasons that it's just so special to me. So if you know someone else, and we all do, because we all need it, who needs truth and who needs healing, share his word with them. All right. So the uh, verse for today, for January the 30th, 2022, comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Oh, my. As usual, there is so much good stuff here. And um, we want to just slow down and unpack, unwrap all these gifts that we find in this verse. You know, first we need to um, think about who wrote the book. Um, who it was written to, and kind of get some context. And if you've been along with me very long in these 20, what, uh, 30 days, um, can you believe we're at 30 days? Is that just not a blessing? Isn't God so good that he would allow us to just continue on? (laughs) Excuse me. 
But if you've been with me for these 30 days, you would you know that I like to get background. It's so important to have context. And um, so I say that as, as, especially for any new friends who are listening uh, for the first time. And so we know that this is uh, the letter to the Corinthian church. It was written by the Apostle Paul. And um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on, on that background today because we've really covered that. We covered it five days ago in the episode of First Corinthians, when we did First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25. And then we've done it in some of the other episodes dealing with Paul on the 20th, um, on, let's see, the 17th, the 10th, and the 6th and the third, so, um, and when we talked about Paul in Romans on the 16th, so you can look back in, in any of those episodes if you are new um, to a Word for This Day podcast if you would like more background on Paul, but um, but it's just good to be reminded that he wrote this letter. He wrote um, at least these two, but there's references in um, Corinthians that he wrote another letter that we just don't have a, a copy of to this church. And we know that Paul spent um, a good amount of time. We find that in the book of Acts that he spent a good amount of time with the the Corinthian church. And then after he uh, moved on in additional missionary journeys, he began to hear that there were things not going so well in the church. And so he wrote some very pointed letters back to them um, reminding them and telling them about things that they were doing and how this was hurting them and encouraged them to do the right thing, to um, follow what they had been taught. And as I mentioned on the 25th, um, when we talked about this, the verse just a few verses before this one, um, they were in a major, a major city and there were big thinkers there and um, Paul was reminding them that the wisdom from God is not like man's wisdom, and God's wisdom is so much higher. And um, today we move on, and we'll talk more about that and what that means. So I'm actually going to start where we begin, uh, or where we left off on the 25th, and just start on that verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25, and then we'll read forward and end on our verse today. For the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to things, bring to nothing things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, and that him is God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And so Paul is saying, and because of God, because of God's plan, because that his ways and his thoughts are so much higher than anything that a, a human could have, um, he has allowed you to be in Christ. That's that mystery we talked about two or three days ago. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it wasn't just for the chosen few Gentiles, I'm sorry, the chosen few um, children of Israel. It was for the whole world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, we read in John three sixteen. 
And I just love how God brings us all together. You know, we talked on, and this was not any plan of my own. This was him. This was all him. We talked on the 23rd about uh, what it means that um, God is with us. And then we talked just um, three days ago on what it means that God, uh, that Christ is in us. And I think it's important to know that um, as we read in John chapter 17, that Jesus was in the Father, the Father was in Him, and they are all one. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And um, so when we say God with us, that's in the form of Jesus who is in us, and thus God is in us. I mean, it just blows your mind if you just keep thinking about that. But we read here, and because of Him, because of God, you, the listeners, the readers, are in Christ Jesus He's in us, we are in Him, and what a blessing is that. And because we are in Him, we get these wonderful gifts. Because He is in us and we are abiding in Him, we get these wonderful gifts of wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now, those are all big churchy words, I just have to say. And um, and I must admit, I've probably read this, I don't know how many times, uh, over over my uh, lifetime, and I think it is so important. And one of the one of the skills that I've been learning over the past past few years, um, as I've met with my dear sisters in Bible study on Saturday morning, um, is how important it is to slow down when you're reading the Scripture. How important it is not just to check that box. Oh, I've done my devotion for the day, or I've read my read my scripture, and and I still have to stop myself. I will read through something. My husband and I do daily Bible reading together, and I'll talk about that sometime uh, down the road, perhaps. But um, we do a read through the Bible thing. But it's it's not just reading through the Bible that is important. But we have to park on some things. We have to slow down and say, what does that word mean? Instead of just glossing over it and sounds oh and say oh that sounds nice, because in that slowing down and being intentional, that's where we begin to understand more of God. That's where He helps us to hide His Word, store up His Word in in our hearts as we read in Psalm one nineteen eleven um, that we won't sin about Him, uh, that we won't sin against Him, because we know more of Him when we slow down. Just like when you're getting to know someone that you you really like and you love, you take that time to listen. You take that time to know all the details. And this is what we're doing when we slow down and uh, try to figure out what some of these big churchy words mean. Um, and so we can fly over kind of as a, in an aerial view, but now we're going to zoom in and unwrap each and unpack each of these little gifts. And, um, and I hope it will be such a blessing to you as we do that. So here we go. So the, the verse for today says, and because of him, and that's because of God, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God. So what exactly does wisdom mean? I looked it up in the, in a dictionary in it saying, um, quality or state of being wise, knowledge of what is true or right, uh, coupled with just judgment. 
And so we see some descriptions in the scripture of what godly wisdom is and how we get that. And um, the first one that I want to share with you, and I think this will open our eyes to to what this means of um, when Paul talks about wisdom from God. And actually, it's Paul who who gives us this first uh, little description, um, just a chapter over in First Corinthians chapter two, beginning in verse six, and he talks about the wisdom that we get from God. It says, um, "Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom." Although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. See, we, God gives us his Holy Spirit. That is his spirit in us. And, um, and from that, he imparts wisdom. And what a blessing is that. And just like we talked about a few days ago, the wisdom of this world is, is folly. It's foolish. And, and it is not in line with God's wisdom. His ways are much higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than our thoughts. And we see over in the book of James a description of wisdom from above or godly wisdom beginning in James chapter 3 verse 17. It says, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So we see some of the fruit of the Spirit there when you look at gentleness and peace. And and that fruit of the Spirit is manifested in our lives if we are in Christ and His Spirit is in us. And so um, that is where we get that wisdom, that wisdom from God. Next, we talk about righteousness. You are in Christ Jesus, uh, and because of Him, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God righteousness. And so what is righteousness? It's being right or just. And um, the scripture tells us that there is not one righteous, no, not one. So on our own, there is no way we can be right before God. But if we are in Christ and he is in us and we believe in him, then the covering of his blood um, makes us righteous and in right standing before God. And we read about a prophecy that mentioned this in, or at least there's 
more than one of these, but this one is in Jeremiah. In chapter 33, Jeremiah was another one of the major prophets. And um, it's Jeremiah 33, beginning in verse 15. And it says, In those days and at that time I will cause a righteous branch to spring for David, spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell securely. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. That righteous branch to spring up for David, that branch is talking about Jesus. And there was another prophecy um, and we read this a day or two ago from Isaiah chapter 11, where it says, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse. Jesse was David's father. And bear, and a branch from his root shall bear fruit. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what he sees or decide disputes by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the make of the earth. And it goes on. And so that's talking about Jesus. That was um, talking about how he is going to be our righteousness. And then we see over in the New Testament in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, Paul says, for our sake, he made him to be sin, that him is Jesus, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We get that gift of righteousness when we're in him, that right standing before God because we believe in his son. Well, friend, and this should just make you want to just give the Lord thanks and praise because it's on that day of judgment when um, God looks at us who are in Christ and sees that righteousness and doesn't see our filthy sin um, that is going to allow us to have eternal life with Him. And the next gift we get is sanctification. That, out, that is definitely a churchy word. And it means to make holy, to set apart as sacred, to purify or free from sin. Now, in the Old Testament law, there had to be sacrifices made um, to purify and to take away sin. And then Jesus came as the once, one time for all sacrifice. He, he gave that for us. He gave that for you. He gave that for me. He was and is the perfect, uh, sinless, spotless lamb like we talked about yesterday who gave himself for us. And and we see in the book of Hebrews, which was written to the, the Jewish people um, who would have known all about these sacrifices, and they had the earthly priests. And one of the main themes of Hebrews is to show people that Jesus is better. He's the better high priest. He's the better sacrifice. He's the once for all sacrifice. And we read in chapter 10 of Hebrews, beginning in verse 11, And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single, single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemy should be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. That's us. That's me. That's you. And 
what a blessing. He's doing this for us. And then in John chapter 17, verse 17, and we've read this several, several times, Jesus was praying back to the Father, and he said to the Father, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. There we go, back to knowing the word. That's how we know. That's how we're sanctified. We're in him, we're in his word, and we are sanctified in the truth. Oh, and this final gift listed in our verse today is redemption, and that means deliverance or rescue or atonement for guilt, uh, paying off a debt. Jesus paid the debt that we could never pay. Um, he paid it all, and I love that old hymn, Jesus paid it all because he truly did. He paid it with his life, with his blood on the cross for you and for me and for all the world. And we read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, In Him, Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him things in heaven and things on earth. And then we read over in Colossians in chapter 1, um, beginning in 13, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Oh, friend, that's what it's all about. That's the gospel. Jesus came. He was perfect. He left heaven he came to earth. He was 100% God, 100% man. He lived a sinless life here. He was uh, tortured and crucified. He died. He was buried. He was raised again. He ascended back to heaven, and he's coming back for those who love him. And then he will also come to judge. And um, if we have been uh, redeemed and sanctified and uh, we are in his righteousness, it will be a wonderful, wonderful time for each of us. Oh, friend, there is just so much here. And um, it's just such a blessing. We could keep talking forever. But I wish uh, or I, I pray that you will go back and just really park on what these things mean, what it means that God has given us his wisdom, his righteousness, sanctification and redemption in his son, Jesus. Those are such wonderful blessings. And I think we won't ever be able to understand the full extent of that until we reach eternity. And since not one of us are guaranteed another minute, we need to be ready. And how are we going to be ready? It's we are going to read God's Word and study God's Word and live God's Word and share God's Word. And you know, as I think about how He sanctifies us, He makes us pure, how He redeems us, um, how He pays that debt, how He makes us righteous, and we not one of us deserve that. Um, it makes me think of Psalm 40, and I'll close with that. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. 
He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. I hope you can praise him, friend. Praise him and thank him for what he's done and what he has given you in Christ Jesus. Blessings to you until next time, friend.